Welcome to Jazz Barrett, a podcast where we dive into conversations to spark social change. My name is Jolene. My name is Marianne. And my name is Wei Ting. So in this episode, we are going to be talking about race and discrimination, where our guest shares about her experiences growing up as a minority in Singapore. As kids, we learn about racial harmony, we celebrate Racial Harmony Day, but have we really achieved racial harmony in Singapore? Let's dive deeper with our guest today. We are so excited to invite a special guest onto our podcast today. And she is Sarah! Hi! Um, wow, you sound so excited. I love it. Well, basically, Sarah and I, we work together at the Fit Summit. Um, and she's our events extraordinaire. So she plans everything from the agenda to how it's going to run. She troubleshoots everything. She literally is the go-to gal to get whatever you need and want and solve all your problems. Um, besides that, she actually she's a beautiful ball of energy. And sure. we love our gym and spa dates together. So I cannot wait to when we have them again. But... Thank you so much for joining us today, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Hi, guys. How's everybody doing? How's everything? It's good. We are so happy we're now in phase two. So, yes. right, then we can go out, you know, meet. Uh, we actually, Meiting and I actually met up recently. So wow. that was uh, I, I think it's amazing that slowly everything is getting back to normal. Uh, but yeah. thank you so much for having me as part of your podcast, guys. I'm very, very honoured. Uh, please don't believe whatever Jolene says. She's always, always uh, uh, exaggerating me and who I am. No. So my name is Saranya. Full name is Saranya Durga. People call me Sarah as my name is always mispronounced all the time. Uh, mm. But basically, I'm a Singaporean, born and bred Indian in Singapore. Um, obviously, my roots come from India. My grandparents uh, are from Singapore, but my great-grandparents are from India. So yeah, that's a bit of a description of me. Like I work with Jolene. Uh, we work at the Fit Summit. I'm responsible for running the events for them. Um, as part of my hobby, I also have my own channel called Chai Chats with Saran. Uh, so, you know, being Indian and all, I love chai. I love my tea. So I decided to name my channel after chai. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we also do something similar to what you guys are doing. And so, yeah, you know, um, thank you so much for having me. It, it, it's really a joy to talk to all of you. Yay! Yay. Guys, you should really, really check out Chai Chats. Yeah, and then you'll be able to see Sarah in person. She's beautiful. <laughs> yes, I, I am not her. a liar. I'm okay, so I thought it was just Jolene, but now there's all her friends exactly with me. So, guys... <laughs> You guys are just building this up too much. Your viewers are going to be like, wow, Sarah's like so beautiful. And they're going to be like, oh my God, oh my God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we Nashi can do a meet and greet. We can arrange yeah. a meet and greet with Sarah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do check out Chai Chats. I think um, there are a lot of interesting content over there. You will see some famous faces over there. Mm -hmm. So really do check out um, Sarah and her wholesome content. Thank you, guys. Thank you for the shout out. So for today, we wanted to talk about the topic of race and privilege. It's kind of like a taboo topic um, that I think a lot of us sweep under the rug. If you listen to Chai Chats, you will understand this reference 
um, about sweeping things under the rug. Um, so yeah, go over. It seems like we keep shouting out for you. But okay, so it's a very taboo topic, right? Um, and I just wanted to, you know, before we dive into it, I just want to get a sense of how comfortable you are um, talking about race and racial prejudice. And, you know, when Jolene reached out to you, um, did you actually, did you have any fear that, uh, before coming to this conversation with us? Okay, um, thanks for asking the question. It's a very good question. Um, you know, I, being a minority in Singapore, talking about racism, talking about uh, racial-related matters um, is not something that I'm uncomfortable with because I've always, I've dealt with it firsthand. So I'm only, um, it's only reasonable if I actually talk about it. Mm. Uh, that's one. And the second thing is that, you know, when you are, I'm a strong advocate for challenging topics. Like, for mm. example, um, talking about discrimination against women, against a certain race, against a certain culture. I'm always the first person raising up my hand and be like, ask me, ask me. So <laughs> I'm always the one, like, I'm so glad that you guys reached out to me. So when Jolene actually asked me, I'm just like, hell yes, I'm going to do this. Like, <laughs> thank you. Like, ask me more questions. <laughs> so that, that was how I exactly feel. felt. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so you know, I've always uh, been a strong advocate for challenging topics, and this is a topic that's very close to my heart. I also speak about this in my channel as well. So mm. I only think that at this time and age, it's so relevant to talk about it. So thank you for actually arranging and coming together to talk about such a topic. Yeah, so excited that you're excited. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so I wanted to go back, you know, to like childhood. Sarah, the small little cute little Sarah. Um, and I want to, you know, kind of ask you, like, you know, growing up as an Indian in Singapore, did the color of the skin actually affect you? And, you know, did you ever feel that you were different from others? Okay, um, good question. One thing that I felt while I was growing up, um, you know, Indians, as a minority in Singapore, Indians have this stereotypical color that is being painted by everybody. So Chinese means a certain color, Malay means a certain color, Indians means black, okay? So because of that, when I grew up, when I was in kindergarten and then followed by primary school, secondary school, um, I was, I am a bit fair, okay? Uh, I would say I'm a bit fair, not like how most of the, uh, how they categorize like how Indians would look. So because of that, I have had people asking me, are you mixed blood? Is your mom Chinese? Or is your dad Malay? Or do you have some form of mixed blood in, in, in your family? And that usually, I always be like, you know, appalled by such questions because mm. like I'm Indian. I didn't know that there was a certain color for an Indian. You know, mm. if you could be a Chinese and you could be sun tanning and you could have yeah. a different color, right? <laughs> but why is that that with an Indian, there's a certain color type associated mm. with it, right? Mm -hmm. So that was how I was growing up. Um, and then subsequently, um, you know, as you grow up, you you hear more about people and you hear more of things of how they actually paint your, your race or paint your culture you know, like how Indians are always associated, like Indian men are always associated with drink drunk and go back home and beat wife, you mm. know. And uh, Indian women are, uh, Indians are arranged, Indian women, if you are like, okay, I'm going to get married. Oh, did you have an arranged marriage? Mm. Uh, so uh, you mm. didn't get to meet your husband before marriage, right? And I'm like, mm, okay. <laughs> and then, um, you know, all these kind of things you keep hearing. And literally my whole life has been dedicated to just proving people wrong 
right uh during uh polytechnic when i was doing my diploma what happened was there was a phase in my life where i was trying to fit in because in my mm. poly i didn't have a lot of indian friends because uh, my course didn't have a lot of indians so because of that you very naturally uh, pivoted towards mixing around with whoever there which was mainly the chinese guy chinese my chinese friends um and then right you get mixed with them i mean you mix around more with them and they start addressing you as um one of their kind you know i'm not just i i want to be seen as a human right i don't want to be mm, seen yes. as a as a as a uh, as an indian who's trying to change her her from her roots mm. and i you know i was like i didn't know whether i should be accepting or uh, accepting mm. their criticisms or not but i just went with it right i'm guilty of it because i was like yeah you know what it's cool to hang around with the people who accept me uh, i want to hang on hang out with the majority uh, i don't want to be known as the minority so you know it was it was it just became like that until i decided one day there was getting too much i'm actually forgetting my roots i'm forgetting where i came from um and then obviously i got out of it and you know started embracing my culture my roots who i am and then eventually it went back to me strongly advocating for who i am where my roots are and yeah you know a lot of indians out there are very ashamed to admit that uh their roots are from india because india is always seen as a country that uh rape uh injustice corruption um uh, uh black people smelly people uh so because of that india's always seen like that i don't know why and so mm. a lot of indians don't want to be seen that way and so they be like oh no 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 i'm a singaporean indian it's bullshit mm. guys mm. we are all from a uh, mainland which is india right mm. somehow yeah. if you trace back the roots it's from india yeah. so you, there's nothing to be ashamed of yeah so that's how i i i've, I've felt like I started looking at it in a different way so that's how my journey towards being a minority in Singapore and how I've embraced my culture is you know started I had a question so sure. um you said that you felt that you were being accepted as mm-hmm. part of their in group right and then mm-hmm. you started um you started feeling like you were accepted so did that actually um affect your actions how you behave um like at home or as like like how did it change your behavior oh yeah um it could it started off really small with my accent right um i have an mm. indian accent so what right so mm. what like yeah. my command of english is good and just because i have an accent that doesn't make me bad right and mm. so i wanted to change it so badly because i didn't want to be known from as an indian right cuz uh, mm. most of my friends are chinese or malay and so i was like I'm not going to have this accent. I'm going to do I'm I'm going to do my best. So I started listening to a lot of I started watching a lot of um uh, uh shows on uh, Netflix or shows uh, mm-hmm. which obviously had um 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 US centric films where their command of English is good and then I started browsing uh, at that point of time um Instagram I followed a lot of US or UK uh, foreign Indians that always they are they are brown people but they have very sexy accents right accent right so I used to follow them and try to like imitate and practice the the accent you know because I just wanted I didn't want to be known as that Indian girl who has an accent uh when people mm. talk to me I'll try not to shake my head too much I'll just be like oh. no I I I tell myself no 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 this is what Indians do they like to shake their head too much so remember Sarah you want to fit in so don't shake your head too much mm. you know um oh, wow. I used to um uh like my mom used to always put like like since um 
like primary school or like kindergarten she used to put a lot of um coconut oil on my head on my head mm. on my hair so that i will be able to have luscious hair like now <laughs> uh but um yeah but that was really a good thing right because like now everyone's using coconut oil or coconut drink yes. or whatever yeah. it, it has so yeah, much your hair looks so nice yeah, so I'm my mom right and yeah I, I stopped doing it i stopped i like i'll tell my mom off i'll be like no i don't want to smell like indians right um oh. yeah so there were the few things that i did which i'm very ashamed of because um this is not something that i want i'm married right now and i'll definitely have kids in the future and i'm I, this is this is something that I'm very ashamed of because I'm not going to teach my kids this path. You know, I want to tell mm-hmm. them that I did all this because I was ashamed. I wanted to fit in, and this was the wrong things to do to fit in. Right. So yeah. So if I'm let's sure. say um one of our users, like currently listening to us, um probably in the same situation, you know, mm-hmm. like in their group of friends in school, was facing the same issue, like trying very hard to fit in. What would be one thing that you really want them to know? Um, great question, right? Um, listen, guys. Um, you you are in first things first. Whether you are Malay, whether you are Chinese, whether you are Indian, whether you are Eurasian, you need to embrace your roots. Okay, that's the first thing that I'll tell you guys. There's no way you can you can change your skin color, you can bleach your skin color, you can change your hair color, you can wear contact lenses, you can wear all the makeup in the world, but who you are will always come out somehow or later, right? Mm-hmm. Especially when someone within your close friends group. Um, sneaks out a remark on your family or on your on your on 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 someone close to you who is the same race as you, like there will be this fire raging inside you that you kind of you kind of <laughs> let it let it down and then suddenly you are like, what the hell you can't say that about my family, you know and then it will come out and then you are like, oh, why am I defending them? I wanted to be someone else, you know. So the first thing is you always have you always have to embrace your roots, right? We mm. are in Singapore and we are a minority. But that doesn't mean that we need to change ourselves to be accepted mm. by other people. The best thing that you can do for yourself is to just embrace yourself and be like, yes, I'm Indian. Yes, I have an Indian accent. If you don't want to be friends with me, then screw you, right? Like, mm. I don't want to be friends with you if you don't want to be friends with me. You, you know? don't sit with me. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> like, I don't want to vibe with people who don't vibe with me. You don't have to change yourself. That's, that's yeah. really something that people, that, that, that you know, viewers who are... Ha- who are having the same, who had the, who are having and had the similar situation to me. You need to understand that. You might not understand now, but later you will be thanking me because really, like, <laughs> like you know, I had a different, um, I had a different education background in the sense, in the sense that I had a local, local uh, background where I studied in Singapore school and then I went to Australia, right? And the funny part is that I only understood that I need to love myself more and my culture was when I was in Australia because overseas, mm. people want to know about your culture. Mm. They want to know about the minority races because you being an Indian actually stands out in countries like Australia, America, UK because they don't have, they don't constantly hear that, right? They want to know about your culture and then you start loving your culture so much. You're like, oh my God, I've got so much to offer. They want to hear my stories. So when people whom, whom we think are superior are already thinking that our culture and tradition is so exotic and interesting, why do our own people like Singaporeans or even Asians mm. need to actually, uh, like how to say, um, look down on your own race? You get what I mean? 
So mm-hmm. other people from the other end of, ends of the world think that your culture is exotic and you have so much to offer. So you got to embrace and like literally know who you are. So I think that people need to hear that. Wow. Standing ovation. <laughs> yeah. Wow, so powerful. Yeah, super powerful. I just know about this topic. Yes, Hi. we can tell yes. a little bit. I actually have a follow-up question to that. I'm just wondering, do you think Australia, like your experience being in Australia, kick-started you having that pride in your own culture? Do you think that is one major um, point in your life that kick-started that? Definitely. Um, it was definitely a triggering point as well. Because if you think racism in Singapore is bad, you haven't you haven't tasted the racism that you will get overseas. Mm. And that is really worse, you know. Um, for like how we think certain races, like, you know, we always see a challenge when uh, people from overseas come to Singapore to like, and they get most of our jobs, you know. That's a different topic to talk about. But like mm. how we feel, they feel there that a lot of overseas students are coming to take over their education opportunities. Mm-hmm. So Asians especially, because we tend to flock to their countries to actually get the best education. Mm-hmm. And in that way, they don't get the chances as well. Same thing, right? Same concept. Yeah. So there you can, you can easily see, um, you can easily um, experience racism in a different level, right? So when you grow up there, and then there's two extremes. There are people who hate you and the people who really want to hear about you. So mm-hmm. I just decided to like hang out more with the people who knew about me, uh, who knew about, who wanted to know about me. And also I made it a point not never to just mix around with my fellow Asian friends as well. Not mm-hmm. because of the racism issue, but because I wanted to also get to know their culture, just mm-hmm. like how they wanted to get to know my culture. So they were genuinely asking questions about arranged marriage. They were genuinely asking questions about your skin color. And, you know, if you were from India, they don't even look at you differently. They're like, yeah, it's cool, man. Like, tell us more about you. You know, such probing questions don't happen here in Singapore. Right. So when I hear all this, I, I take it back. And then I when I experience uh, certain racism in Singapore, especially by other races, what I'll do is that I will try to turn it in a way where are you asking me a question because you genuinely don't know the answer? Or are you trying to pull my leg? Because in that way, they will get a piece of me. if They know what they're doing. Lah. So, yeah. So when you mentioned that, that they ask like genuinely and you know they ask you probing questions can I actually find out a bit more and dig a bit deeper like what's the how did they ask it in a way that you you say it sounds genuine and it's like probing versus if someone were to ask you like you mentioned in your introduction earlier it can come off as like stereotyping or offensive okay um I guess good question Jolene I guess being in Singapore you grow up knowing about each other's culture, right? That's the main mm-hmm. reason why we celebrate Racial Harmony Day in schools, right? Because you want to know about each other's culture that they don't have it in other countries. So that makes us different. So we should have lesser racism than in comparison to other countries who don't even have such opportunities to understand about different cultures. Um, there's no point in just wanting to wear a sari because it looks sexy on Racial Harmony Day and look down on your Indian friends. That's not how yeah. it works. Because I know how it does. I, I was from a girl's school. And all we do is that my I know my Chinese friends who love to wear sari because it's sexy. You can, you can see your stomach and all the shit. And then um, 
and then um but then they don't know anything about your culture or they just go back home and make fun of it you know so that's not how it works mm-hmm. um that's why i meant that's what i meant when there's genuine questions and there is probing questions so genuine questions can come around like hey sarah why do you celebrate deepavali uh why do you celebrate uh why do you eat uh Uh, why do you have to cook a lot of dishes why do you have to fall at mm. people's feet to get blessings uh why mm. do you have to wear that bindi putte uh why do you have to wear certain attire mm. why do you have to do this at a traditional wedding you know when you ask why questions uh and when does it happen or how does it happen that's genuine questions because mm. you genuinely want to know about their culture uh but when you ask uh why do you wear putte it's so ugly on you you know like it's some like um i've had people telling me that it looks it looks like a mole or even telling me um during interviews that don't wear your putu and go for interviews because people will know that you are indian you know these are remarks that i have grown up listening to it right uh, mm-hmm. certain things like um people telling you that um uh you you smell differently or like uh hey you smell a bit different today your mom cooked curry today uh, you seem like it's a genuine mm. question but it's not because why does why indians don't know how to cook western mein um only cook curry mein you know i don't understand and yeah. um, you know i i think i i sent you guys uh, initially about a story that i shared in one of the channels and mm. about how when we got into the taxi me and my husband there was once me and my husband got my husband and i got into a taxi and the taxi driver was just driving and he knew that we were indian so he was like hi how are you he was just having small talks with my husband and then he was like oh yeah so where are you guys from from india which can, which part of india then i was like nah nothing much uncle i'm not too sure which part of india we come from but how about you which part of china you came from <laughs> and then he was like he just kept quiet he was like no no i'm not from china and i was like exactly i'm not from india and you don't you ask yeah. instead he could have been like oh do you have roots from india that would mm. that kind of makes the difference then to be like are ah, you from india you know Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, I mean, it's the not, way it's us. I'm not encouraging people to ask. <laughs> to like defend like that. I've I've always been known as a person who's very vocal, and I should mm-hmm. watch my mouth sometimes. <laughs> But if I don't stand up for myself, then who will? Who right? will? Yeah. Who will? And there was another incident where it could be a small incident for other people. Where I went to a cafe and I ordered. I was thinking, what coffee should I order, right? And then the guy was like, uh, "What type of coffee do you like?" And our conversation was really going great, right? Like he was like telling me a bit about coffee and all that. And then um, I said, "You know what? Yeah, just give me a mocha because I don't want to uh, a caffeine heavy drink." Then he was like, "Yeah, sure. A lot of your type uh, orders mocha." Uh, then I was then I stopped there and, and my Chinese friend was beside me. and i was like my chinese colleague ex colleague and i was like oh, what do you mean by my type oh no like mm. indian and i was like oh i didn't know do you have like did you name it like indian mocha or something since like everybody then i was like let me tell you something i don't want you to repeat this again okay so please do watch your mouth next time i just told him off and then my chinese colleague was like babe like chill man he, he was just mm. it was just a remark that he said then he was like if he used it on you you would know the difference it's because wow. if mm. i am a minority and i know the racism that i feel i should mm. call out on people if i keep quiet he's going to use it on someone else mm. so at least now he will never use it on anybody regardless of how mm. harsh my comments was right so that's how i feel like probing questions come out genuine questions come out it's about the way you ask if you genuinely want to ask yes. don't blame someone 
if you genuinely get, like I want to understand more mm. about um, um, Jolene you're I, I don't know because Chinese people have so many different cultures Buddhism mm, there's uh, yes. Taoism I mean I don't know they're both the same right like uh, Cantonese Hokkien mm. so like how what is your dialect and like uh, what are the temples the Chinese temples for mm. that's a question right mm. that's like I want to know genuinely right uh, if mm. I were to ask you like a probing question I don't even know guys because I've never asked anything like that that's how the reality of situation is I've never mm. uh, I've never pointed a Chinese race on racism before I've never done that very difficult for me to come um, <laughs> how if I were to tell you that why are y'all got so many different it's Chinese Chinese what Huh? <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> this, is, this is a stupid question, right? Yeah. yeah. I have a question. Is um, is there really racial harmony in Singapore? You think? And what? Yeah, on your thoughts on racial harmony day in Singapore. Wow. Whether there's racial harmony in Singapore? Okay, I would say right. If you ask me this question five years ago, I will say no. Um, I will mm. strongly say no because I'll be like, no, <laughs> like there's so much of racism that I feel that I face on an everyday basis. Um, but if you ask me now, I would say the situation is improving because we oh. see a lot of interracial marriages. Um, a lot mm. of millennials are moving on from the stigma that their parents or grandparents raised, um, was raised up in. You know, Indian means Aponene, um, Malay means something, Chinese means something, right? So they've moved on from it and been people who are looking at a human being for a person they are, right? So not because mm. of their race. And they've embraced like, okay, if they marry an Indian, they have to have a traditional temple wedding. You know, we see a lot of interracial marriages, right? It's either Chinese wedding and temple wedding together. So that is definitely removing that stigma. Racial Harmony Day is still being celebrated, but there are a lot of people, a lot of kids in school who don't even know why, why they are celebrated. When I was in secondary school, it's all about dressing up. Just I, as an Indian, will wear chongsam. My colleague who's Chinese, I'll lend her the sari. Uh, mm-hmm. the, um, uh, maybe our Chinese colleague will wear the, 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 um, the bajukurong, you know, and, and like that's how it's worked. It's all about dressing up. Then we will sit down and talk about, like, in the, and we'll sit down and the teachers will go through briefing on, like, racial discussions. But how many of us actually listen to them? You know, how many of, our, of us actually paid attention? Because if they did pay attention, then racism wouldn't have existed in Singapore, right? So yeah. I think that there has to be more going on in terms of, there has to be, there is, there is a potential of racial harmony in Singapore. People are living together, right? Regardless of whatever differences that they have. But what's being taught in school is what that's going to shape the future of Singapore. So I feel that we should give more effort to what's being taught in school. And literally, mm. right, like, like what we are having, like this kind of conversations should be played in school. Be like, okay, mm. what are the things that you can say? What are the things that you cannot say? why you cannot mm. say mm. okay why do why does indians need to look like some exhibition in a museum and there's something that you need to understand no it's a normal it's really respect right it's respecting mm. another human being yeah. why it's no point just saying that oh we are a country which four different race and religion you know all that shit no mm. we are a country that just needs to accept each other's race and religion like it's a normal thing you know Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I just feel um, I just feel that way there's no point just um, just dressing up there's, there's just no point dressing up there's just <laughs> no point saying that yeah okay Singaporeans we have four different 
uh, we have four different race and religion. We have Indians, Chinese, Malay, and Eurasian. No point. Mm. You have to live by it. Okay, why are there four races? And when I see someone who's of a different race walking down the street, I shouldn't make fun of them. I shouldn't teach my kids to make fun of them. You know? Yeah. 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 That, that is very true though. Like when I when I think about like racial harmony in my school days, I'm not sure about like Jolene and um, Marianne Malan. Like, what am, am I calling Marianne? Okay, Malan. <laughs> <laughs> because because her Zoom name says Marianne, so I just, like, call her Marianne. Marianne yeah. Fun. Yeah. So like, I'm not sure about like the both of you. I I feel that I don't have much recollection of um racial harmony day other than the fact that we have to dress yeah. up. Yeah. yeah, that that is pretty much the only memory that I have. And yeah, and like I, I don't think they were, I think they were trying to make it fun, you know, make it exciting yeah. to learn about other races. But then I think we were missing out on the the main point the main or the point. things that matter, the conversations and yeah. the education. Yeah. I actually remember that, you know, I would represent the Chinese race and I would wear my Chiong Sam and then some like Minister will come by to see what kind of exhibition <laughs> we put up, and there will be like, exhibition. Oh, yeah, really. Like, what food do you eat? What games do yeah. you play? Yeah. yeah, what fabrics and all that. But those are very just like surface level things. Mm. Yeah, I feel like not... maybe they could have changed it a bit, right? Right. By saying mm. like, why you associate the Indians with curry? Why not the Chinese make the curry yes. and the Indians mm. make the dumplings? You know, in that yeah. way, right, yeah. the kids won't be fixed with it. Because kids, whatever they learn, can be unlearned, yes. you know. But it's very important what they learn from the start, right? So, like, this whole cross-culture thing will only exist if we remove that stereotypical Indian mm. curry, you know, that, that thing goes on. Like, you know, it's yeah. small, small things, guys. It's like, even I saw this, I live um, in a HTV, right? So, when I was in the lift, I saw this, like, they were trying to promote block di- uh, block diversity um not block diversity just not the word they were trying to promote um you know in a hdb flat um they want the neighbors to get to know each other so mm. that they have a cl- close knit community right yeah. so they were like trying to market uh, whatsapp messages as trying to show like you know they create a whatsapp group of all the people living in the block okay then simple things like madam katija um replies uh, hi sam did you try my ketupat um, Sylvie, yes. Uh, did you try my curry? Why? <laughs> so, like, what are you trying to teach people? Yes, you know that uh, it's not wrong. It's like some people maybe we are just well known to do curry. We are known. Mm. We are well known. That that just means that means Chinese people cannot do curry. They must yes. never ever cook curry. You know, it's not <laughs> yeah. a bad thing. It's just associating certain dishes with the race, and then like later part saying, oh, you got curry stain in your shirt. Oh, you smell like curry. It's just quite hypocrite what right yeah yeah it's mm. the kind of campaigning that they do it as well to try, try to promote diversity sometimes i i love when you mention cross-cultural learning and experiences versus simply just educating and labeling and categorizing the different races in singapore yeah. that is mm. not racial harmony like just by telling a b c d this is it mm. racial harmony yeah. is given right but yeah. in fact it might be contradictory if we don't have um, cross-cultural understanding and um, learning and experiences together. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Strongly agree with you, Jolene. I think it's the way that we are being taught since young. Uh, but things can change, right? Things will change, yeah. you know, when you guys have kids, when we have kids, you know, uh, the future generation, the kind of things that we teach them 
or even like whatever the parents or our grandparents have learned, we have the opportunity to tell them, no, what you're doing is wrong. Say it the right way, you know? Mm. Because as much as we can sit down and be like, oh, it's very difficult to change them. They've grown in a certain way. You know, I had a, mm. I had a, I had a recent interview with, I did an interview with Kumar, who is one of uh, Singapore's uh, very known comedian, right? And mm. we spoke about racism. And, you know, I asked him for, for a fellow Indian to another Indian. Like, because he is known to make raci- racist yes. uh, jokes, right? <laughs> so I've asked him and, you know, we had a heart-to-heart conversation. And he said, definitely, uh, the situation is changing. But we need to understand that it was very normal for our older generation, right, to talk mm-hmm. about these things at their household. Very normal. Mm-hmm. They were just, oh, yeah, you could go to the Klinkia house or not. Uh, you could go to the Klinkia shop to basically get yeah. the curry or not. So when they talk like that normally, the kids are looking at it. Mm. So the kids will be, oh, okay, Indians means Klinkia. Okay. Mm. So I will go back and like use it against my friends because I don't know what that means. But because we learn from adults. So if it stops from the household, I think down, down, down the tree, it will eventually stop and we can eradicate racism. So I feel that whatever can be, like I told before, whatever can be learned can be unlearned. So it mm. all starts with what we want to do. We need to make an informed decision. Yeah. I actually agree very much with like it starts from adults. Like it, we really need to we really need to start from ourselves and by talking more by having podcasts by there by having chai chats mm. I feel that we are doing our part in influencing the people around us even if it's just 100 people listening to our podcast right now um, yeah we are actually like create, making a, a little difference and then in time to come we will influence our younger generations also yes it's true opportunities like this that we're clearly reaching out to more people we just, you know, we don't need a lot of people. We don't need millions. We don't need thousands. We just need 10 people to listen to this and mm. Um, mm. make informed decisions and influence the others. Like when they see something not right happening, because they're like, hey, yeah, I heard from that podcast that it's quite offensive to do that to anybody. Mm. And then I'll be like, hey, guys, don't do that. And be like, why? Oh, you should go see this podcast, you know. And in all honesty, it doesn't make sense to do this to someone just because they're raised, just because of their color. So then mm. when they do that, then you know, the word just spreads, you know, all we need to influence is 10 people. And that's my motto. I just need to have 10 people listen to my, to my podcast or to my channel, and it will just eventually spiral. And it will eventually just influence a bigger crowd, you know, and that's enough for me. On that note of how, um, you know, people can help people, and there's like a ripple effect. Um, we actually wonder, how is it best to help from a third person perspective? So for example, let's say in your cafe, um, situation and you know the the friend the the Chinese friend beside you would mm. you think that you would you find it helpful or would you find it like nice if let's say your friend stood up stood up for you definitely I would have been like if she stood up for me I would have been so impressed with her like you know can you imagine how the situation would have had been like mm. if that guy that I was handling with was a Chinese and mm. a fellow Chinese told him off they're like dude no go no mm, yeah. you shouldn't have said that that's wrong yeah. say sorry now and don't you dare say that to another race again can you imagine mm. then in comparison to me telling him he probably would have just been like, ah there, she, there this girl goes again another another sensitive Indian you know mm. another sensitive oh, race yes. you know so you can see the difference that it would have had been so that definitely is a, you know it's a major difference right can you imagine like in kindergarten when I wanted to um, hold hands with my Chinese friend and she like, e do one very black, you know. Can you imagine if another Chinese girl just be like, don't you dare say that I will hold her hand. You I know, she's my her. friend. 
yes. she's my best friend you know can you imagine that would be like 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 I should never do that ever in my life again I should <laughs> never you know make fun of people because of their color right so yeah i just i just feel that like color is always associated with a person i don't understand mm-hmm. why is that a bad reason especially in singapore dark mm. means not good right and mm. even within mm. our indian community well dark is not good but that situation is changing you know and you know i am so happy that it's changing because within our community already we are not accepting darkness how do you expect other people outside the community to look yeah. at you differently so when you accept that dark is norm dark is not bad dark is good dark is beautiful dark is who right. you are that's when people will be like yeah yeah so what you know I remember you sent me the advertisement fair and lovely fair and lovely yeah yes. so fair and lovely is a is the biggest one of the biggest uh, fairness cream in india okay it's being distributed by unilever in mm-hmm. india so i grew up with fair and lovely guys fair and lovely was like a moisturizer that you use before your makeup and it's supposed to make you fair <laughs> so the kind of campaigns right that they had it during the time when i was like a teenager and growing up and seeing it on tv was like how a girl right would like a guy will not look at her because she's a bit dark so she will use the cream and then like they will show the difference like how her from dark it would become like fair right and that was promoted wow. you see now with social media with people speaking up uh dark people owning their skin and loving it yes. we see mm. that as a new norm they changed the name to something but not fair like not they removed that like can you imagine a brand that was there for it's as equivalent as our detol guys literally yeah. like like it's mm. it's as prevalent as it's like it's as famous as that so like they removed the fair and they made it into like a i don't know moisturizing cream or whatever not and that was amazing like i think that's first step guys i know a lot mm. of people also have something to complain about that but that's a first step like mm. now next time when i bring a baby into the world she will know that there was that, like there is a cream that didn't start with fair and that's good right mm. Mm. wow yeah so that. that was the that was the that was the thing that went on with that but yeah a lot of people are slowly slowly like embracing their skin color and that's good because within the indian community like i said they are embracing their skin color and then slowly we are also teaching people out of our not our culture not our race that it's okay you know this mm. is normal if i am i am a indian who has just a bit of a brighter skin color but that doesn't make me any different i don't have mixed mm. blood i don't have you know um i've had people telling me that oh i look a bit like chindian i have chinese blood and so i looked a bit like mixed but no then you tell them no i don't i'm still born and bred in singapore and i have roots from india why do i have to look any different you ask them questions like that some people may take it offensively some people just tell you sorry and walk off you don't you don't um you, you just you just do you right yeah. yeah like my husband who is he's very um he's a bit more on the quieter side i'm the vocal side i'm the more the like tell you off and like make sure <laughs> he's like yeah you know so what if that taxi driver said that then i was like no if you don't stand up for yourself nobody will okay so some people right they just decide to take the back not not my husband but like they decide to take the back stand and then they only hang around with their own group of like a own group of indian friends and then throughout their life right they are not introduced to other cultures they're not introduced mm. to other backgrounds because they just want to be in the safe a uh, safe environment because they don't want to uh, speak up you know that's wrong because singapore is all about the culture the different cultures we can offer the different uh, food 
and 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 mm. you know each culture has the food as well. So like you know it's about like what uh, Jolene said cross cross interaction cross yeah. culture. Mm. So we need to be able to open ourselves up, and we need to be able to tell people off when they are actually bringing us down. Like you know even within my my, my I had a, I had a fellow colleague, and I think Jolene knows about that. Like um. She'll always be like, um, like she'll be like, yeah, 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 like Indians are like, yeah. No, but don't do that. You do that to me. I can take it once. I can take it twice. But you do that one more time, I get really offended. I told her off one day, and then she just like, oh, sorry, sorry. And I was like, no, 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 don't be sorry. Just don't do it again. That's it. Like, I mean, there are many ways in which we can address or we can tell someone off that like this is not right. But like, what do you think would it would be the most effective way for us to convey that 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 <laughs> message? <laughs> Wow, okay. I am very vocal, so don't be like Sarah. <laughs> um, but I, it's just my personality, right? Because I, I just stand up for what's right. And that's because hmm. I've been put down too many times. And I've nothing wrong. stayed quiet too many times. So this yeah. is my time. This is how mm. I'm going to teach people. But there's always mm. two ways in which you can... You either, If you genuinely want to educate someone and you think there is hope in changing the way the person is thinking... <laughs> <laughs> then you can do it in a different way, which is like yeah. you literally take the, you know, babe, like don't do that, you know, why don't do that? Because, but if you think it's a hopeless cause, and that person is going to do the constantly going to be like be like that to someone, then you screw them. Like I take that off approach, and it has worked for me because some people just can't be changed, you know. And uh, I guess with racism, with every race, right, even Chinese, Malay. Indians, Eurasians, I feel like we don't have to always scold the other person. We don't have to uh, to their face all the time. No, we don't have to. But mm. if there are some people who are very aggressive with their remarks, then you give them what they deserve. Like, you give them mm. a taste of their medicine. You make them feel how you would feel. And then after, you'll be like, Is that, does that feel good? No, right? Mm. So that's exactly how I feel. So mm. it's not always the best advice I give. But I'm sorry, I have to be raw. I have to tell you what it yeah. is. I, I would love to mm. be here and tell you that, no, don't do that kind be mother teresa but i'm not like that and so i want to live by example and lead by example as well if my daughter's going to come back home to me from school and be like mommy you know someone say i stink someone say i stink like cry you're like what did you do then i'll be like, oh i just kept quiet and cried and get back home then wouldn't you as a mother be furious yeah. and be yeah. like why did you keep quiet right yeah I, was, I would have i would be like did you stand up for yourself that's the first question i'll ask if mm. she say no then i'll be like this is how i'll teach her how to stand up for herself Okay, mm. I will not say accept your situation. This is who you mm. are. That's it. You know, this is the difference. You know, I feel like you need to stand up at times when you need to stand up. You just need to show people how it's done. Yeah, that's what that's how that's what I advocate for. Okay, so switching topic a little bit. Like, what privileges do you think we Singaporean Chinese have? <laughs> Good question. That after. <laughs> Brace ourselves. I <laughs> too, too, too. No, we, won't, we won't take it hard. Like, just want to know from your open. perspective. Yeah, we're open. Guys, you asking this question make it, makes y'all everybody different already because I know where the place is coming from. So don't worry, I'm not going to lash out on you. Like, connect your phone because you answered the question. Then, <laughs> uh, Sarah has disconnected. <laughs> okay, so how. Okay, um, a simple example. Um, let's look at when I was uh, growing up, when I was in poly, I was teaching tuitions as a part-time job because I wanted to 
um, uh, pay for my diploma, right? And there are certain people in the households, like moms or dads, parents, right? They wanted a Chinese um, tutor to teach maths mm-hmm. and English. If you want to teach Chinese, then it makes sense. But why do you need a Chinese tutor? And then they will state it, right? They will state preferred tutors, Chinese, please. Preferred. There was never, right, preferred tutors, Indians. I never saw anything like that. Okay, Maybe there was, but I don't know. Maybe there was. That's the first example. Second example, when you look out for jobs, before Job Street, before the internet, before LinkedIn came about, when you used to browse through the newspaper, bilingual, for a job that requires you to sit in the office and use Excel. Why do you need bilingual for that, darling? (laughs) And um, like, for example, a cafe job or like a cashier job or whatever. Just because the majority um, in Singapore is Chinese, that doesn't mean that I need to be bilingual. I wasn't able to find a lot of jobs because I'm not bilingual, okay? Third is when housing, when you apply for houses or even like my mom was a property agent. So Mm. I grew up listening to her talking to potential clients, potential tenants, potential owners. And so most of the owners, sometimes me, my mom being an Indian, she heard a lot of people. Yeah, so uh, Chinese preferred, uh, Indians not preferred. Then Mm. uh, for a house, okay? Mm. So these are the things that I grew up with. So these are the examples that I can bring up. Uh, if you want me to elaborate, I'd love to, but these are the I'm answering your question on what are the privileges that you guys had that we didn't. Actually, I'm very curious about the last point. You know how uh, you know there's a lot of talk recently about um no Indians in the housing rental process, right? Um so then people always say, Oh, but it's just a preference, it's not racism. So mm. what 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 are your thoughts about that? Mm. Dude, it's racism. Like just have the balls to admit it. Okay. <laughs> First thing, okay. Second thing is that like you just don't like a certain way because you stereotype Indians dormitory workers. You see, uh, sometimes dormitory workers. It's not even their, It's not even them to be blamed. It's because of the conditions that they were forced to live in. Right. Mm. You give a person a cramped place to live in. Mm. How else were you expecting them to live in five star mm. hotel conditions? Like. What the hell, right? So mm. you kind of categorize that people and you categorize everybody into that same picture and all Indians means they will live like that, you know? Mm. And then you don't want to give your house to them, you know? And the reason, yeah, I agree with you, um, uh, Mulan. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, um, you, you, I call her Mulan because, uh, not because I, I, I'm mispronouncing her name, but that's because I call her for the viewers, just hearing. <laughs> and I just... I, I just felt like, okay, you know, this, it's racism. You just don't, you categorizing the, the uh, certain, uh, certain race based on the habits that they live in is called racism. What? It's not privilege. Mm. It's not. You know, privilege is like um, uh, if you have money, you afford a bigger house. Mm. That's called a privilege, right? Mm. If you have money, you buy a bigger house, you have more um, accessories. I mean, I don't know, right? Like, I'm, I'm talking about that in sense, but when you don't want to give your house because you think that a certain race is um, messy, uh, mm. smelly, uh, I don't think that it's right. I think it's racism. Admit it that it's racism. Just admit that, yeah, I just don't want that to happen. And then just don't give, then let's say you shouldn't be giving your house to anybody. Correct or not? Because everybody <laughs> has a different thing. How if like you give your house to a certain um, like white people or black people, and then they decide to um, stink up the whole house. So that means that 
that previous stigma that you had was wrong what because not only indians come with that smell you know it's mm. uh, everybody else it's just based on what you could have asked secondary questions like hey um i i'm 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 happy to give it to indians like you find out the second question is like what are the usual food that you cook at home right? do you usually cook curry do you usually cook pasta what do you do because i have a problem with the smell of curry in my house mm. done That's that's a perfect way to solve situations, you know. Have mm. a secondary question than to just strongly eradicating Indians from from renting your house. That's what I feel. I, I love it. Yeah, like at least it. having that first conversation or maybe even a first meeting to get to know the yeah. people rather than just like dismissing them. Yeah, um, that's so much more. Yeah, that's a lot better. Exactly. Yeah, and it goes beyond race, right? It's mm, basically yes. about differences. I feel like race is just one of the differences, the more obvious ones. Um, but then, like, uh, then then that goes down to different things like um stereotyping, mm. like all the different issues that we are talking about. But then, actually, if you talk about differences, like even within like like you mentioned within the Indian community, there are differences. Even mm. within the yeah. Chinese community, there are differences. There are like different class, different income income levels. There are like all these differences, and it's just about how you are able to deal with these differences graciously and like a human being and of course kindly yeah i think everybody i totally agree with what you say right thing i i think everybody mm. comes with a certain type of character a certain type of mm, traits yeah. certain types of strengths certain type of flaws but mm. their race should never be used as a judging criteria that's mm. why what i'm here to advocate for wow oh my goodness i'm fan girling แบบซาร่าชีอินโซอเมซิ่งแอดไลค์บีงเอเวอร์ทูอาร์ติคูเลตเฮอร์เฮอร์วิวอีไอโดนท์เนอะยูอาร์นอตโอ้ยูอาร
but I have I'm scro- I'm I'm slowly slowly getting out of it because you don't judge a person by their color, by their looks, by a certain post that they post on Instagram mm. or their certain personality. So because I live, I'm trying to change that character of mine. I want to remove. I love. I'm very um curious about topics such as um. One is definitely female uh, women leadership mm. when it comes to any form of uh, career or any form of decision making. Like you know, uh, based on stats, it's shown that C-suite leaders mm. in the world for any form of profession, right? Uh, the number of women climbing up the corporate ladder is just reducing, um, reducing year by year. Mm. Okay, mm. the reasons could be um. Uh, many things, right? The reason could be the fact that um, you know, women decide to choose their family. Women get pregnant, then they don't. They want to take care of the family, and so they decide to screw their jobs. Mm. Um, you know, there's so many, so many examples. So I want to talk more on where does the where does the fall happen? Mm. Okay, because when we discover where that fall happens, we can solve it so that we can make it a linear progression. So if a woman starts off as being a manager, she'll grow up to become a director. She'll grow up to become a CEO. She'll grow up to become a board member. You know, I don't. I want to see that progression. I don't want to see like up, 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 then get married, go down. I mm. want to break the taboo that marriage is the cause of a woman's downfall, mm. and mm. I will be a strong advocate for that. Second thing is body shaming. Wow. I mm. grew up having a lot of um, um, body acceptance uh, disorders, uh, like uh, food disorders, uh, eating disorders. Um, I was bulimic. Um, I used to throw out the food that I eat. I used to be always called fat. Um, I used to. I still don't love myself, guys. I'm twenty six this year. I still don't love myself, but I'm getting there. Mm. Every single day is a struggle. Every single day when I. Uh, when I wear that pair of jeans, the first thought that comes into my head, even Jolene knows, right? I'll ask Jolene, am I fat? Am I fat? And Jolene is the one like, fat is a bad word, okay? And I started advocating it on my channels and I started living by example as well. So I mm. love to talk about body shaming. Third thing that I am very strong, I'm very um, strongly with is uh, the type of education system in Singapore where people, where students and children get categorized based on EM1, EM2, EM3. I know it's already, it's already gone, no more, but we still have Express Normal okay, uh, normal Tech. We still have ITE, Poly, JC, private. We still have Singapore local universities and universities mm. that are not accepted. Mm. Um, and the, the, the stigma that a person is only successful if they get a degree I have a degree, but I don't think I'm as I'm as success, I'm as successful as my fellow peers who don't have a degree and are doing very well in their career. So where does this whole uh, when a person gets degree she's smart, when a person doesn't have a degree she's stupid? Where does this mm. whole thing comes from in the learning process, right? So mm. I want to break that stigma and try to promote um how to say acceptance and diversity mm. and uh, and like. Like basically creating a new normal, you know. I think like these are the three um uh, social issues that I would love to 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 dig deeper. So if we propose to you that Sarah, will you come back and speak with us again? Would you say yes? I would do anything for you, Jolie. So oh, no. it's, a, <laughs> it's not a question that you can ask. <laughs> Jolie is blushing. So yeah, she's, oh my God, she's turning I weight. So, I, I, <laughs> I love you so much. I think you, you are such an amazing person and you can message me anytime. Please message me anytime. Uh, don't worry about it. We all have our days, you know, like it's yeah. very, very normal. I will message waiting. I'll message you as well, you know. 
um, we will all at least have someone that we can just be very raw about it. It's fine. Mm. You know, it's not like we, we are striving to be that perfect person. Um, yeah. So, yes. Oh, my goodness. So much love. <laughs> love is in I'll here. Definitely, th- thanks. I would just like to add some final words to to like wrap up this whole like you know podcast that you guys are doing like I think what you guys are doing is so amazing guys like um to have three majority I mean like a a, a dominating race in Singapore mm-hmm. have a podcast on minority issues is already a big step for the minority race in Singapore, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's it's like you guys asking such questions. It's just a lot of learning points, you know? It makes us feel important. It makes the others who are listening be like, okay, this is exactly how it is. This is the situation. I might not be feeling it. I've never, I might not, might not have experienced it, but in the future, I might experience it. I know what to do. So when you guys do such podcasts, it's really the first step to accepting um, racism and to basically find solutions because we can go on and on talking about racism mm. but what's where's the solution you know we are not mm. in here for the hot gossips we're in here to change the world we're in here to look for solutions so that's why we even started a podcast right to talk about pressing issues we talk about the issues what happens to the solutions yeah. people yeah. always forget that so we talk about solutions here and that's amazing. So thank you so much for inviting me, guys. What you're doing is for a great cause and like, you know, it's only going to reach great heights. Just keep doing. Don't stop. Even if it's <laughs> for me, my goal is a content every week and I will keep doing. So yes. just do it. You know, just do it regardless of the number of views, regardless of the number of likes. You will never yes. know how many people mm. you're impacting. So just keep doing, doing, promise me that you guys will keep doing. At any time, if you all need any help, any shout out, I'm not very famous lah. But <laughs> let you know, I can, I believe I have a very good circle of friends. My 3am friends, I have five of them and they will do anything it takes for me. So let me know and they will each do a shout out and that's good enough, 10 followers from each of their side to actually listen to your podcast. You know, if on days where you guys are lost, need any extra boost on your content, feel like you're lacking something, just let me know. Yeah, just let me know. Like, really, anything, anything for you guys. You guys are Jolene's friends, so the same rule applies. Anything for you guys. Thank you so much for sticking around and listening all the way. Check us out on Instagram at justbury.co or Facebook at justbury. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to reach out and see you in the next episode. Bye!